for your time and you are now tuned into Liberation. I'm your host, LaCroix Hatcher, and Liberation presents Troy Robertson. Troy is the president and CEO of Arms of Hope. Arms of Hope, a nonprofit Churches of Christ led organization that assists children and single mother families in the San Antonio and Dallas regions. In this episode, we discuss the origins of Arms of Hope and the various ministries they have to offer to families to avoid poverty and abuse. Please enjoy the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have uh, a special, special interview. Uh, and I may have said that once or twice about a couple of interviews, uh, but this one really touches my heart. Um, I have a gentleman that represents an organization that uh, d- really does a lot for the community, um, constituents, whatever you want to have, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it is it, organizations like this that really touches my heart almost my pathway into getting into some type of um, media type of situation that I'm in now with this podcast started from um, being on Laura Cowan's uh, radio program because I just wanted to assist some children that lost their mother. Um, So I'm all about helping the community, uh, helping the children. Um, This organization that I'm bringing forth uh, is endorsed by many, many uh, celebrities the likes of Emmett Smith, Mary Lou Retton, uh, Darren Woodson, uh, former NBA player, uh, Bruce Bowen, former First Lady Laura Bush, um, former Texas A&M basketball, ladies basketball coach Gary Blair, and uh, former Governor Mike Huckabee. The organization I'm bringing forth is uh, called Arms of Hope. Um, they do a lot for uh, children, um, underserved um children and, 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 and mothers, parents in general. Uh, they help communities. Um, they help people with educational needs. Um, you name it. I'm going to let the gentleman discuss it further. I have the president and CEO of Arms of Hope, Mr. Troy Robertson. Mr. Robertson, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor, honor to be with you tonight. No, no, the honor is all mine. I'm just a little independent uh podcast but uh willing to always uh, advertise anything um that the bodies of christ are bringing forth so let's just start with you first mr robertson uh, tell us about yourself yeah so so i've been at arms of hope now for uh 14 years uh before that i was i was blessed to work in uh, a bunch of different roles in ministry um really started i was born born in kerrville texas uh, went to the Kerrville Church of Christ. That's where all my family, um, attends and, uh, then went off and, and went to, uh, Angelo State University in San Angelo, Texas, uh, worked as a youth minister at a little Church of Christ in Ballinger, Texas. From that was, was blessed to, to be, uh, trained by Abilene Christian and go off to be a missionary in Auckland, New Zealand. And so my, my wow. family and, and at the time we had three children. We were blessed to serve the people of Auckland, New Zealand, uh, for two and a half years and then came over and started working at Arms of Hope 14 years ago. So I've been blessed to be in this ministry for the past 14 years. Started as campus minister on our mm. Medina campus and then four years later became president and CEO. So I've been in that role now for almost 10 years. Nice. Nice. Well, how, how's the weather in New Zealand? Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> it's be- bless our hearts. We were suffering, right? We were suffering, but it was it was a great great work down there. We worked at a 
at a small church in, in Auckland called North Shore Church of Christ. And there was about 125 people that went to that church. And so I was blessed to work with the youth and mm. um, with the college age students as well. But yeah, New Zealand's phenomenal, beautiful place to be. So, so what did it take to, uh, to pull you up out of there? Yeah, exactly. So we've been there two and a half years. Actually, it was a, it was a, uh, at the time our, our oldest son was 15. And so I had to make a long term decision at that point. You know, do we, do we want to stay in New Zealand for many more years so he can f- finish up high school? And then my daughter at the time as well. And it was close, man. It was 50 50. It was a coin flip. We loved it there. But, but our parents, uh, both mine and my, my wife's parents, are from this area where we live now, where the Medina campus is of Arms of Hope. And so at that time, just thought it was time to, to come on back. But we loved it, man. It was, it was a great experience. God, yeah. God, uh, God did mighty things there. It was really cool. That's cool. That's cool. God be praised. Uh, so how, so you 14 years ago, how did mm-hmm. you, how did you become part of such a great organization? What, uh, what, what tickled your fancy? So we came back from New Zealand and we were on furlough kind of in between and um, I preached at the Kerrville Church of Christ and when I was preaching there there was a man named Randy Rose who was working here at the time it was Medina Children's Home and so he was working at Medina Children's Home he heard me preach and said you know hey love your passion love your love for Jesus and if you ever move back we would love to to hire you and so at that point, I knew about Medina Children's Home, being from Kerrville, Texas, it's close, and knew the great work that they were doing out there, and knew Randy was such a great guy that my wife and I began to pray about it. So that's what kind of started us up. And at the time, like I said, it was Medina Children's Home, and then in 2009, it became Arms of Hope, Medina Children's Home, and Bowles Children's Home up by Dallas. The board of directors said, we can do much more for the kingdom together then mm-hmm. we can separately, which I think is phenomenal. Let's let that sink in for a minute. You have mm-hmm. two independent board of directors that aren't territorial that said, let's do more together than separate. And so they came together in 2009, and that's when Arms of Hope started. Fantastic, fantastic. So let's uh, rewind back to history. Um, yeah. I know one of them started – at least one of the players, and, and my memory serves me correct, one of them started in the mid-1920s. 1924 Bowles. Bowles Children's Home has been around. We're about to celebrate 100 years here in about a year and a half. And so wow. think about that, 1924. So they were there, and they went through World War II, the Great Depression, mm. World War II, et cetera. At one point on that campus, there was 300 300 orphans on that campus. I mean, true, your true definition of orphan, right? I mean, today there are still orphans out there, but really they're more, uh, society orphans, right? They don't have a mom and dad in the house that want to take care of them. Mom and dad are still alive, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're not in the house taking care of them. Back then, you're talking mom and dad were gone. I mean, they, they were deceased. And so Bowles mm-hmm. campus started in 1924 and had 300 children at one time. So they started in 1924. The Medina campus started in 1958. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, now I know this predates us. Um, but what was the, uh, what was the inspiration behind these organizations starting? Uh, and it, it always, you know, you, you see these partnerships and they usually start with God putting it on the heart of an individual. And then that individual is attending a church and they share with the church. Hey, what do y'all think about helping us do something like this? And then they get the community involved. So like Medina, 
was individuals and then the Kerrville Church of Christ. And then the Kerrville Church of Christ talked to the Rotary Club and the Independent School District. And they all came together and said, yeah, let's do something. So they started on a ranch out here in Medina. And that's how it started. Same things with Bowles. Bowles is named after a couple, Mr. and Mrs. Bowles, who in the 1920s just had a heart. God put it on their heart. Let's help the children of the area. And then they shared with their church. And then the church jumped on board. And then, boom, when you have those things come together, great things happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Current day, uh, 2022, mm-hmm. um, Arms of Hope, approximately how many uh, families do you guys serve? So on the Medina campus, we have 125 residents that live here with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So that's 125 children, single mothers, and college and career students. So those are our three big programs. So mm-hmm. our three programs are residential child care where children age 5 to 18 live in cottages with house parents. It's your typical what you thought of when you think of a children's home. They live in a cottage with with a mom and dad figure who help them with school, take them to church, take them to doctor's visits, et cetera. So that's one program. Our biggest program is our single mother program, and that's the it's called the Together Program. That's where single moms that come in from homelessness, abuse, neglect, sex trafficking mm-hmm. come on our campus. We provide them with everything, a house food, clothing, education, counseling, case management. Um, and we have 35 single mother families on the Medina campus. And then college and career is when kids age out of residential or the together program. They stay, though, and we help them through college. So on the Medina campus, you have 125, 125 that we're responsible for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. On the Bowles campus, another 100. So between our two campuses, 225 that are on our campuses. And then, of course, we have family outreach centers all over the state, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, Denton, Fort Worth. And our job these family outreach centers is to help families that are in need, not just physical need. And we do. We help with rental payments, utility payments, food on the table, but really wraparound services, which is counseling, case management, get them connected with our partner churches, um, mm. that we partner with in the city and really help change their lives and get them from point A to point B. Now in those, we help about a thousand to 2000 families a year. So pretty yeah, cool. Two campuses, 225, and then the family outreach centers between a thousand to 2000 families a year. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It's really um, cool. And, um, you know, I'm hoping we're putting this in a, in a, in a, um, for lack of, for lack of better words, a, a fancy light. However, it is with the many numbers of people that you're able to help is the unfortunate side of uh, life that they're in this predicament in the first place. So with that being said, um, you know, if you're anything like Cleveland, Ohio, um, we have our county services and and state services, you know, general state public assistance type thing. I'm sure Texas has it as well. What sets you guys apart from them? Like, um, I guess. Maybe what I'm trying to ask is, how do they get involved with Arms of Hope as opposed to being in the part of the the government system? Yeah, two two things that we're very blessed. Number one, um, we are one of the few long-term programs in the state of Texas. So there are short-term programs like an emergency homeless shelter, which is wonderful. I mean, people that do that, oh, my goodness, they are heroes in my mind. Mm-hmm. But the beauty about Arms of Hope is we are a long-term program. So we'll take a mom and have her come into our program, and she doesn't even have a GED, 
and she'll mm-hmm. leave us with a bachelor's degree. So that'll truly change her life and her children's life. Okay. And then number two, the way we're able to do that is every year we're completely funded by individual donors, churches, businesses, private foundations, and our donations where people donate um, clothing, et cetera, to our thrift store. So what's missing there is government funding, which no knock on anyone that accepts government funding. That's not what I'm saying, but mm. we do not. And so every year we raise about $9 million to do what wow. we do. And so with that then comes freedom for us to share exactly. the gospel. Exactly. Yeah, it's freedom for us to share the gospel and to do things the way we think God would want us to do it. Amen. So those two things combined, long-term program and freedom of sharing the gospel, I think that's why God blesses us the way he does. God be praised for that. Um, how many um, – it's probably hard to get a gauge in, in – you know, I until doing my research here in the Midwest, I know I've never heard of Arms of Hope. Um, maybe it's a Southern thing. Maybe it's a Texas thing. But um, how many uh, churches are involved with assisting you guys' work? Yeah, 264. 264. Now, are these primarily in the South where you mm-hmm. got Texas. more? Yeah, primarily oh. in the South. Texas. Texas is most of them. You have some in Oklahoma. Um, a couple in New Mexico, a couple in Louisiana, but a high majority of them are, are in Texas. Wow. Well, the great mm-hmm. state of Texas. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> very, very blessed by the churches in Texas. And, and you know what? I'm hoping, um, my hopes and prayers for this interview, um, for those that haven't heard of your organization, maybe they'll do some research. Maybe they'll start centers in their towns. Maybe they'll yes. try to come knocking at your door for some, uh, for some research and some homework assignments to try to get their own thing off the ground. Yeah, we would love that. We would love that. Because that's a that's a good introduction to the Lord's church um and helping the family in need. And you know, it's something that, you know, I would love to be um in, involved with. So hopefully this pricks the hearts of congregations out there that um that feel like, you know, they know there's a need, but you know, how do we go about doing it? Right. Um takes a lot of unified congregations it takes a good action plan um so forth and so on um how are these families referred to you guys are you for lack of better words out there um this is probably a bad word but are you recruiting them or do they apply how how does that process work yeah we don't we don't sadly there's such a need out there we don't have to recruit at all and we do have a long-standing history so we have a waiting list a mile long and so a lot of our our referrals come from churches they come from uh, juvenile probation they come from cps child protective services and what i love about our organization is we're we're kind of the first line of defense before kids get into the cps system so when we're helping that single mom and we're helping her children we're stopping them from going into the CPS system. So a lot of referrals we get from CPS where they'll talk to a mom and say, hey, look, you know, you're, you're, you're getting close to where we might have to step in and unfortunately take your kiddos away. Have you thought about a place like Arms of Hope that can help you with this? And so we have a, we have a waiting list a mile long and um, don't, don't have to go out and recruit. Um, just our reputation for being in, in, in Texas. And once again, that long-term program, it's rare. And mm-hmm. so we're known about throughout the state and, and we're never, we're never hurting for, for applicants, which is sad. I wish there wasn't a need. I'm right, right. so thankful that we're able to fill that need in a way that we think pleases the Lord. 
Um, but I'm sad that there's a need to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As, as excited as I am about your organization, it's also sad at the same time. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when, when people refer, I know you say you guys are the first line of defense. Do people generally lean towards you guys before putting them into the quote unquote system? Is, is that how that generally works? They, refer, they ask you guys first? Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, we, our program's tough for, for our moms that come in. I mean, we have accountability and, and, and we make sure, you know, when they come in, they know they're going to have to go to counseling. They're going to have to work on their education. They're going to have to go to church every Sunday. And, and so, you know, a lot of moms aren't ready for that, but most of them are. And the reason why is they know that we're kind of their last shot before their kiddos might be taken away from. And so majority, not all, but, but most even, I'll even go higher than majority. I'll say most, most of the mamas that we deal with have mom hearts. You know, they, they want to do better by their children. Some of it that's happened in their life is based on their own decisions. And they'll tell you that, but a lot of what's happened in their life is, is been the decisions of others that have hurt them. And so, you know, they understand that this is a great opportunity for them to change, which will then bless their children as well. And that's what all this is about is changing generations. You know, we have we have lots of moms that come in that, that have children uh, from multiple partners. Right. And, and the minute they come in, we're showering them with unconditional love. We're, we're showering them with mercy and grace and telling them, you know, there is a Lord and Savior that will forgive you for all those things and change. Mm-hmm. But we but we what we do want is for their children to then not go through the same things that they've had to go through, right? We want to change mm-hmm. it for their children. And so when they have precious daughters, we want their daughter to understand what a healthy relationship looks like and to not put herself in the same position as the mom is, is in when they come to us. What is, um, with every success comes some failures. Yeah. Um, so what would you say the success rate for these single mothers or families in general? Right. So, so we look at two big success rates. One is short term. Because every day that they're off the street is a success. They're safe. They're in a place where God can plant seeds, right. et cetera. So that success rate is about 87% when they come wow. in to, to graduate. Now, I'm going to give you the other one, and I'm still proud of this one, too. It's lower, but I'm proud. We look at long-term success rate, the best we can go, about five years, right? Five years from when they were in our program, are they contributing to society? Do they have a job? Um, have they not gone into another program? Because we want our program to be the last program they go into. We want them to be givers in the community, not takers anymore. So we bat about 50% five years later. And I'm very proud of that. 50%. So half the moms that come into our program five years later are not having to be in any other program. They're actually givers to the community. That's good. That's good. How long, and I, and I, I know you heard that, you know, usually keep the kids in as long as, as long as necessary. Is there a certain time frame for a mother? to hit certain milestones before you can feel good about going back into society again? How how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So they have a very detailed plan of service and they're measured on, on different categories, medical and dental, societal, emotional, where you deal with your counseling, the case management, the education and the spiritual. So every plan of service then on all those areas is looked on real closely and looked at details to make sure a mom is progressing. And so obviously we'll have goals like for education because these moms will come in. And like I said, some of them don't even have a GED, but they're so capable. Their potential is through the roof. 
Mm-hmm. And so we want to get them an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree. And we want that counseling. All of our counseling is done by licensed professional Christian counselors. And so we want to break those societal destructive habits that they have. And so in all those areas, we, we move forward. Um, so on, on average, a mom is here about 18 months to two years, and we get a lot of progress. But we'll have some that are here three or four years, and we're great with that as long as they're progressing. What we aren't is just a free housing organization. We are mm-hmm. not. So sadly, we have some moms that come in, and they don't want to follow the rules. And mm-hmm. the way I finally, you know, that hurt. I mean, for me, for a long time, I got, you know, it just, I'm, I got a big heart. And so when we had to release a mom, it hurt. But then what it, what God put on my heart is, hey, you've given the opportunity. That's your job. Um, they didn't take it. And so they're taking up a bed for another mom out there who wants to take advantage of that opportunity. And so we have 35 beds. You know, we have 35 beds for for single moms on this campus. And so if you have a mom not taking advantage of that opportunity and she's not ready, then then she needs to go because we need to bring in a mom who is ready to take advantage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's fair. We're, we we can only be seed throwers. Uh, yes, 100 percent. We talk about that a lot on our campuses is opportunities. That's our job. Our job is to give them opportunities. And then we're going to trust that God's going to do great things with those opportunities. And he has. I mean, it's unreal. Every year, every year between our two campuses and our family outreach centers, we have about 30 baptisms a year. And that wow. just that blows my mind. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is very I mean, cool. And that's just by sharing the gospel. They go to church. And you got to remember, our moms that come here come from a variety of different backgrounds, a variety mm-hmm. of different backgrounds. So for them... We have campus ministers on each campus, and then they they go to their congregations. But for to have thirty baptisms a year, oh my gosh, man, that's, that's phenomenal. That's, that's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, that's phenomenal. Have you ever had anyone um, any success stories that you know someone that's been assisted through your organization and turn around and work for you guys? Absolutely, we do. Yes, that's a great question. It's, and and um, our our director of our Together program right now on the Medina campus. Her name's Ashley. Ashley came to us in 2009, and she was addicted to meth. She was referred to us by Church of Christ in Dallas, came, um, and she had been clean. So we're not, we're not, a, let me go backwards. We're not a rehab facility. So one of our, one of our um, guidelines is you have to be 30 days clean before you come in. We're just not, we're just not, um, uh, made for that to help with that issue. So okay. once they come in though, 30 days clean, they can, they can come to us. So she had been about 30 days clean, came in, went through the program, graduated with her degree in nursing. So a huge success. I mean, a meth addict and now, um, graduated with nursing was a nurse for a year or two and then came to us and said, Hey, you know, I love nursing. It's helping, but I really love what Arms Hope did. If you ever have a job, uh, opening let us know and sure enough we had a caseworker position she has now progressed to where she's the director of the program so what mm-hmm. what a perfect person to bless these 35 moms on the medina camps and quite frankly hold them accountable because no one can get things through her because she's done it before so yeah we have we have uh two on the medina campus that went through the program and another one on the bowls campus i love that i love it when that happens yes that's fantastic i uh i interviewed a lady last year uh katrina uh she's a ball of fire um she she had a uh similar upbringing um she was in you know got involved in the drug usage prostitution working in strip clubs things of that manner now she's developed safe houses um in her own program out in tennessee i mean and 
the passion she has towards it, man, it's, it's contagious. You know, I, I could yeah. just talking to her, I could feel it through the microphone. Just, it's it's crazy. But um, you know, I was looking to see if there was a success story similar to hers, where someone turns their life around and then they give back. They're the best. They're the best givers. Yep, they're the best ones. Any thoughts or programs for males out there? You know, our family. So, so two. Once again, children um, up to age eighteen, and in our college and career program as well. We accept males. So you have um, in college and career, we have a young man now. He's 22. His name is Renee. He's about to graduate in uh, May with his bachelor's degree, which is really cool. And then our family outreach centers as well help families. So they don't just now it's it's wild. You know, we are mission centric. It seems like God has just put on our hearts or, or the infrastructure of who we are, kind of children and single mothers. So our family outreach centers, we do help tons of single moms. But we also help single dads and grandparents and and men that come to those as well. Probably the only thing we don't have is a single dad program on our two campuses. We don't have that. We've kind of God has kind of put in our hearts that we we are there for the single mothers. Okay. any thoughts of expansion as far as like the campuses go? Yeah, absolutely. We're actually we were just blessed. This is a really cool story. You'll love this. So we had an individual donor that uh, goes to church at Kerrville. It's a Kerrville Church of Christ. And he reached out to us and said, hey, I want to I want to give you all a, a gift to where you build more residences for single mothers out here. Wow, hmm. that's huge. A very generous gift. So we took that and then we applied for a grant uh, through a place called Mueller, which is a steel company. And every year they, they give away one of their big metal buildings. It's about a two hundred thousand dollar metal building. They come they come to where you are and they their men actually build it for you. Okay, so we took that individual donor's money and now we won that grant. We put them together. And because of that, we have five new single mother uh, residences that will be ready to go June 1st. So those 35 families that we help in Medina, that'll be 40 single mother families come June 1st. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's exciting. And um, if you don't mind me asking, um, you know, we. I know you sometimes, you know, just use certain words, um, but you said 35 beds. And I know you probably mean like they have their own little. Oh, absolutely. Their own house. Apartment their style own, thing. Yeah, yeah. Their own residences. Yeah. Three, two, usually three, two, three, three bedroom, two bath, because our moms that come in on average have two children. Some yeah. of them have one. Some of them have three. We, we, we've had moms four with five or six kids. So hmm. on average for every single mother that you have two children as well. So when we have 35 single moms, that's also 70 children in that program. So they live in they live in residences on campus that are that are three bedroom, two bath. They don't have like kitchen facilities and all that stuff, do they? No, they do. Oh, they do. They're, okay. Oh, oh, wow. oh, it's a it's a fully functioning fully furnished. Room. Yeah, fully. <laughs> well, isn't that isn't that awesome? And the moms that come in are so thankful. You know, they come in and they're coming into a fully furnished three bedroom, two bath home. Excellent. Excellent. And they don't pay. They don't. They don't. They don't pay anything for that. They don't pay anything for that or food or clothing because we want them to come and focus on the things that we think will change their life. Mm-hmm. The counseling, the case management, the education. Was I can't imagine all of them coming in with a full wardrobe. So how how's no. the clothing situation taken care of? Yeah, absolutely. So so two things really bless us. We have huge clothing rooms and, okay. and a lot of churches around the state donate tons of clothing to us for that as well. And then our thrift store partnership, we partner with a thrift store in Texas that has 17 different stores around the state. And our moms are able to go in there with vouchers and get clothing huh. for free. Yeah, oh. really cool partnership. 
that's that's out of sight. <laughs> Isn't that great? And, and you know what's cool about it, Lacroix, is it's like it's like you know I, I I'm truly standing on the shoulders of those that came before me. I mean, Medina, 1958, Bowles, 1924. God has just continually blessed and blessed and blessed to where we are today. So the whole structure of it has been set up and and been going on now for decades. So it's my job. You know, I feel like the ball's at the one-yard line. It's my job not to mess it up. (laughs) Don't mess it up, Troy. Don't mess it up. Don't turn it over in the red zone. Don't turn it over, Troy. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Tell us about – and I'm not going to hold you too long. So tell us about the galas that you have every year. Yeah. So we're excited because we haven't had them in the last couple of years. Cause I don't know. I don't know if you heard about it. There was some crazy virus out there or something like that. I don't, huh. I don't know. If that, yeah. So Didn't come around Cleveland <laughs> somewhere out there. So our last one was actually 2019 and our big, you know, we, our big gala is in, um, it's in Dallas. And so that's our big, we have a breakfast in Houston. We have a golf tournament, a clay shoot. That's kind of fun, the clay shoot, but our big dinner is in Dallas. And that's where we've had people like Laura Bush and Emmett Smith and Jason Witten and though, and, and it's just phenomenal. So this year in January, we are so pumped. This is our first one in three years. And so we got Tim Tebow and we thought right. that perfect person to come to our game. I mean, you know, he's so, he's so pro-life, right? And I mean, you, you know, people know Tim Tebow's story, just where he's come from. And we, we just, we're honored to be a pro-life organization. We believe in, and we just don't believe it. We know for sure that we have brought in moms that were looking to, to do the, um, the horrible thing of abortion. And so the fact that we were able to provide a home for that mom and help her and realize that that baby is such a blessing from the Lord, uh, we think that partnership with Tim and having him on stage in Dallas will be a really great night. That just took me to a whole nother avenue. Have you had situations with a mother, for lack of, for lack of better words, you've convinced her abortion is not the right thing to do? Right. Have you had a mother that just decided, you know what, I don't want anything to do with raising this child? Have you ran into any of those instances? And how does Arms of Hope come to the rescue for that? We do. We do. And we're not an adoption agency. We're looking right. to keep families together, right? We want that single mom to change, and we want her to stay with her baby. So that's number one. But sadly, there are times when that doesn't happen. And what's beautiful about Arms of Hope is we have that other program I talked about earlier, the residential child care program, where the kids are in cottages with house parents. So we've had it before where a mom is just like, I'm done. I'm not going to be here. Um, for whatever reason, and then those kids can go into our other program and still be loved and blessed and ministered to in the residential child care program, and they can stay with house parents in the cottage, and we can help them with school and get them through. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, that's our, we don't want that option, though. Our option oh, is God, to change yeah. the mom. We, we really want to change that mama. We believe if you change the mom, you change the whole family. Absolutely. Yeah. I can get with that. How can the people uh, assist you? Whether I've, I've been fortunate with this podcast that it has reached many different avenues across the globe. Um, so if people wanted to assist and to, um, well, you know what? Before I go that far, someone in Texas, if they wanted to lend their physical services, um, how, how does the volunteer process work? How is the screening and all that stuff? Yeah, so we, we're blessed. We have volunteers on campus all year. We couldn't do it without our volunteers. You know, uh, whether it's a, a church, we have 22 different churches that actually come to the two campuses. They'll bring a youth group. They'll bring college-age kids. They'll bring families. And uh, we have hospitality centers on both campuses 
that can hold up to 50 people, which is really cool. So churches come. We don't charge a penny, by the way. We just feel like God has blessed us. We want to bless congregations in Texas. So a church will come. They'll stay in our hospitality center. We'll actually cook and feed. And then during the week, they'll they'll run VBSs. They'll help with manual labor on campus, do the things that need to make us uh, strong and thrive. And so with that, we love volunteers, whether it's the Medina campus by San Antonio or the Bowles campus by Dallas. Please, if you're an individual or you are a business or you know of a church that wants to come and serve, we have campus ministers on both that help facilitate that and make that happen. Just go to our website, make a phone call, and we'll hook you up. Okay, okay. and That's a great way to help. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And for those that are willing to to lend a dollar or two, um, how how can they get donations over to Arms of Hope? Yeah, we we would appreciate it once again. And 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 um, you know we're we're an organization that runs on about nine million dollars a year to do everything we do. Um, that that number seems very high, but when you look at the number of people we serve, and I and I say this very humbly, once again, I come after people that set all this up. But Charity Navigator, which um, you know, it's a good organization. They rank all the nonprofits in the nation. Uh, the highest you can be is four stars, and that's based on uh, financial accountability, transparency, and we're a four-star charity. I take a lot of pride in that. Uh, we have a great leadership. We have 100 full-time employees, and so that $9 million a year to serve as many as we serve, cost per family is actually extremely low. And so, once again, that $9 million comes from individuals, businesses, private foundations, uh, churches and our donation of clothing to our thrift store. And so every dollar helps. So anyone that wants to help in that way, just know you're giving it to a great cause that's changing people's lives spiritually, educationally, emotionally, case management wise, et cetera. You just go to our website, armsofhope.org, click on the button. You can even say what you want the money to go towards. If you really feel strongly about education, we can make sure that money goes to scholarships for our kids. Um, but yeah, we need you and, and we're very excited about anyone who wants to help. Yeah. Um, I had a background in hospitality and yeah, a million, a million dollars goes fast in hospitality. And, uh, you know, people think of hotels and, and I mean, you get, you, you, you get your, whatever you charge per night. I mean, but then you have to, you have to pay the people that's flipping the room. You have to pay for the food that's being served, whether it's continental, all these things, especially the ones that, you know, like you go to a residency in or something like that or Fairfield in where they get free breakfast. I mean, that stuff adds up very, very fast. Very fast. Even, even have, for hotel, like hotels and typically lose money yeah. year in, year out until they're, it usually takes a hotel about 10 plus years to even make a profit. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I had to cut you off. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, you know, we're, we just think the number one thing we can give to all these families are our employees. They're they're the biggest assets we give. So we have 100 full-time employees. We have daycares on each campus. So while the moms, this is this is great for everyone to know. So while the moms are in education centers on the campus working on their degrees, then their babies go to our daycare where they're receiving our curriculum. They're learning mm. about Jesus. They're learning mm. about God in our daycare. We can teach it the way that we believe God would be proud of us for doing that. Amen. So it's all one big, beautiful machine that flows together. But that's 100 full-time employees. But you see the results, you know, the education results, um, the spiritual results. And, and all that, of course, is, is straight from God. But at the same time, I think God gives us these resources to use in a way that he'd be proud of us. Oh, God gets the increase. And, um, that's right. 
I'm sure, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that all of your employees uh, come from a Church of Christ background. So even the employees are getting indoctrinated as well. Um, we have a lot of empl- we have a lot of employees, children, right, that are on campus. This summer is a great example. Um, we had three children of employees that were baptized on campus this summer. So that's huge. It's fantastic. We're all yeah. we're all one big family. That's good. That's good. And again, uh, Arms of Hope. You got the website armsofhope.org. Uh, you can also find um, their social media links on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. Any other thing you want to leave us with, Mr. Robertson, before I let you go this evening? Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. It was a joy to get. I, I love sharing the story, right? I just love it. It's it's fantastic and and it's pure. I mean, we we can you know, scripture tells us this is this is pure because you're helping you're helping widows and orphans is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I understand. I I know the difference, Lacroix. You know what I mean? Like like I understand that our children today in 2022 are not orphans in the sense of mom and dad have passed away, but they are orphans. They they have moms and dads that that aren't in their lives. And these single mothers, the mom is, dad is nowhere there, nowhere there at all. And he's left the mom as well. So she is in the sense of widow as well. And so I'm just proud. I'm proud of our organization. I'm proud of our ministry. I'm proud of what God has done. And, man, I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the future. I, I can't either. Um, hopefully one day when I'm down, if I'm down in Texas, I can come see it for myself. Please, please do. Come see us. Uh, I, I've been to Micah, Micah 6 twice, so uh, it's time, it's time to venture out now. Yes. So, I'd um, love that. I, um, I appreciate your, uh, patience. I appreciate your service first and foremost. And, and God be praised for what you do. Um, I hope he continues to bless you, your family and all the employees, all the volunteers, any and everyone that's assisting you guys. Um, you know, may many blessings uh, be bestowed on them. And, and most importantly, the families that are receiving, yeah. you know, the gospel Absolutely. and, and, and all the services that they're getting from you guys. Mm-hmm. That'll be it this evening, sir. All right. You pray for the Cowboys and I'll pray for the Browns, okay? Oh. <laughs> have, have the whole, have both campuses pay for the, uh, pray for the Browns. <laughs> they're going to need it. <laughs> Will do. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. Very honored. No problem, sir. Have a good one. Okay. Take care, brother. Thanks for checking out this episode of Liberation. Subscribe to the show and follow Liberation on Twitter and Instagram at Liberation underscore pod. Liberation is sponsored by Doodlebugs by Devita. Thoughtful handmade jewelry designs inspired by love, peace, and unity. Shop Doodlebugs at doodlebugsbydevita.square.site. And for the Etsy lovers, it's doodlebugsbydevita.etsy.com. Use the promo code LIBERATION and get 10% off your order. Follow Doodlebugs on Twitter at doodlebugs for you. That's doodlebugs, the number four, the letter U. And Instagram, doodlebugs by DeVito.